Hey, this is Craig once again. Welcome once again to the Christian Walk Podcast. Just want to say thanks for tuning in. Uh, today we're going to be talking about salt and light. God has called us to be salt and light to this world. Matthew 5 and 13, it says, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost his savor, where well, will surely be salted? It is dense for good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So the Bible says that we're salt. Okay, what was salt used for in biblical time? Salt was used as seasoning. You know, what salt does, it, it lends flavor to something that would otherwise be tasteless. So what we do as Christians, we offer hope to people who may have lost their appetite or their desire to live in this world. We give this world flavor. Number two is salt was used as a preservative, something that prevents rottenness we like salt act as a moral preservative in this world preventing it from declining into total moral depravity without the godly influence of christianity and the prayers of the righteous you know this world was sink into a modern day sodom and gomorrah as bad as it is it would be a lot worse than what it is if not for christianity and the godly people praying look what it says in isaiah 1 and 9 Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been at Sodom and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. That was back in Israel, but the same is true today. It's because of the godly influence. It's because of Christianity and because of the Holy Spirit holding back evil from totally taking over that the world is not as bad as it would be. Number three. Salt was used as a disinfectant. Now, what's a disinfectant? A disinfectant is a chemical agent that prevents infection. You know, sin is very, very infectious. In fact, I don't think there's nothing more infectious than sin. What we do is we prevent the spread of sin's influence by speaking out against evil, by living out the truth of God's word. We prevent sin from gaining total influence in this world like i said before it's bad but it would be much worse if not for christians here on this earth amen for salt was used as currency so what that's saying that's saying that we have value look what it says in isaiah 43 and 3 for i am the lord thy god the holy one of israel thy savior i gave egypt for thy ransom ethiopia and seba for thee since thou was precious in my sight. See, we're precious in God's sight. And then it says, Thou hast been honorable. I love thee. Therefore, I will give men for thee and people for thy life. You know, God loves us. We are precious in his sight. In fact, we are all precious. The Bible says that, listen, Jesus died for the whole world. We all were born in sin. We were all born sinners. God loves us regardless of whether we're saved or whether we're lost he loves us all the same but look what it says but if the salt has lost its savor in other words its taste where shall it be salted it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men see the value of salt is tied to its flavor once salt loses its flavor it's useless as christians listen to this we possess a certain flavor or a certain characteristic that makes us different 
different from any other group of people. But when we lose our uniqueness and begin to blend in with the world and become so much like the world until there is no difference between Christians and non-Christians, then we lose our ability to impact the world for Christ. Why would people want what we have if what we have is what they already have? You see, there has to be a difference. Ezekiel 44 and 23 said, The priest should teach my people the difference between holy and the common or profane and cause them to distinguish between the clean and the unclean. See, that's supposed to be a difference between unclean and clean. You know, as Christians, we're not supposed to look like the world. There, there should be a difference. And it says the priests, in other words, the spiritual leaders are responsible for teaching the people. You know, a lot of times, you know, leaders are afraid to teach people the truth because they don't want to offend people. Nowadays, they want to don't want to say certain things that might, you know, ruffle people's feathers and what have you. But listen, it's the responsibility of spiritual leaders to teach the people the difference between holy and unholy. And the responsibility of the people is to live out what the spiritual leaders are teaching, what pastors are teaching, what prophets are teaching, and what teachers are teaching. It's our responsibility to live it out. And even as we learn through our own personal Bible study, we are to live out the word that we know. Look what it says, Leviticus 10 and 10. And that ye may put a difference between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. See, it says, put a difference. We have to intentionally be different. You know, we shouldn't try to blend in with the world. And that's what God wants us to be. We're supposed to stand out. Look what it says, Leviticus 10 and 10. And I'm reading out of the Amplified Version. You should make a distinction and recognize the difference between the holy and the common and unholy and between the unclean and the clean. See, we're supposed to be distinct. We're supposed to be unique. We're supposed to be a peculiar people. And that's what God wants us to do. Then it says in verse 14, Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. So it's saying that we're light. Now what does light do? Well, it dispels darkness. It makes darkness disappear. And number two, it exposes the hidden things that are covered by darkness. We expose the enemy. We expose what the enemy is trying to do to people. And that's why the devil hates us so much. Look what it says in Ephesians 5 and 8 through 13. It says, for ye were sometimes darkness. See, we were all born in sin, like I said before. We all, those of us, us that are born again believers, we once walked in darkness. So, hey, we can't be too hard on people. We can't judge people and con- or condemn people. But we simply speak the truth in love. It says this, But now are ye light in the Lord. Now we are light. God has made us lights. It says, Walk as children of light. In other words, it's saying we're supposed to live like we're in the light. Something is wrong when we're claiming to be children of light, but we're living in darkness. Verse 9, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the law and then it says verse 11 and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them see it says have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness 
what does the word reprove mean number one it means to expose in the new living translation version it says take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness and instead expose them see as christians since we are like what we do is we expose darkness we expose sin for what it is we expose the enemy for what he's trying to do it says verse 12 for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret but all things are reproved or made manifest by light for whatsoever do it make manifest is light see we're light then it says a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid see god has placed us as christians in such a position as to be seen on purpose god has elevated us to the point where we can be looked up upon god wants us to be good examples godly examples of what it means to be christ-like that's why he said we set us on a hill and we cannot be here people are looking at us people are watching us people are taking note of our lifestyle people are seeing if we are who we really say we are look what it says in 15 it says need to do men light a candle and put it under a bushel so we're like a candle that's out in the open it says but on a candlestick and they give it light unto all that are in the house see our job as christians is to shine to give light to the whole house you know don't take your light and hide it you know some christians want to be closet christians then they don't want people to know they're Christian because, you know, they want, don't want to fit people, want to fit in and everything. But hey, God didn't cause us to fit in. He caused us to stand out. Verse 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Now, the word let means to allow. We have to allow our light to shine. You know, I like to say this be a light and not a heat now you know sometimes you know we see some christians they are so radical to the point where you know they're so ag aggressive with their christianity until it's offensive to the point where we're overly aggressive and we completely turn people off because we are basically too radical you know we have to learn how not to be too extreme so we have to simply let our light shine that men may see our good works. We don't have to wear big signs or big crosses. You know, people should see who we are by the way we conduct ourselves. Most of all, we should have love. We should have love in our heart for God and love for, in our heart for people. And we should live the truth. Amen. So, hey, I hope you enjoyed this lesson, Light and Salt. With that being said, remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. Be blessed out there. In Jesus' name.